Welcome back to another volume of Truly Disturbing Tales from Reddit. Today we're going to be narrating three new and settling stories, taken directly from the platform. I encourage you all to sit back, grab a snack, and enjoy these terrifying personal accounts. Now, without any further delay, let's jump right in. I was scrolling through old posts, and one reminded me of this story that happened about a decade ago. At the time, my kids and I lived in a little house on the corner of my street. Occasionally, I'd see a drifter wandering in the area. He wasn't bothering anyone, and the house was at a very busy thoroughfare, so I never quite thought much of it. He seemed to be minding his business, so I minded my own. One day, while I was hanging out on my front porch with the kiddos, five and one at the time, he came up to the edge of my walkway, but didn't actually set foot on my property, asking if I had some food or water. It was summertime in Florida, and I'm not heartless, so I told him to wait there and give me a minute. I take the kids inside with me, grab a few bottles of water, make a few sandwiches, and throw some single-serving snacks in a bag for him. I go back outside with the kids, give it to him. He thanks me graciously before walking off and leaving. Every week or so, he'd come by, and I, or my babysitter if I was at work, would give him some water bottles and a little bit of food. He was always polite, always said thank you, and immediately moved it along. After about a month of this, I let a friend who was down on his luck stay with me since I had the extra space short term. The friend that I'm talking about is about 6 feet tall and maybe 250 pounds. Well, I got home from work one evening and my friend was sitting on my porch waiting for me, and he looked absolutely agitated. Apparently, the drifter had been by again, but this time, he'd taken up the courage to walk all the way onto my property, up the stairs, and knock on my door. This was a stark contrast from the sidewalk, front porch relationship that we'd had up until this point. Upon the front door swinging open, it was rather obvious that the drifter was surprised to see my large friend answer the door, and not me. He immediately said something along the lines of, I thought it was just her and the kids living here, and started to act all antsy. About this point, my confused friend looked down and happened to see that the man was holding something in his right hand. You could only see the tip of it, but it very much looked like a knife. Wham! He shoved the dude off my porch and told him that if he ever saw him again within three blocks of this house, he'd break both of his arms. Once the drifter had regained his balance and his wits, he quickly sidled off down the road until my friend could no longer see him in the distance. My kid's father, we were splitsies at the time and living separately, was livid when I told him what had happened. He worked for a security systems company and immediately set an appointment up to have a security system installed in my house after that. He even paid the monthly fee himself. He also absolutely hated this particular friend of mine who was staying with us, but thanked him profusely for looking out for me and the kids. All in all, I was upset and scared, but also sad. I helped keep that man fed for over a month at that point, and it seems like I had a very interesting thanks coming my way if it were me behind that door that day. Never did see that man again after that, though, fortunately enough.
America Online was a big thing when I was about 13, or in other words for my generation, AIM, which stood for, you guessed it, AOL Instant Messenger. It was around 2002, and I would have been freshly 13 at that point, and in the 8th grade. I had many times gone into chat rooms by myself or with friends while goofing around. Unfortunately, unsolicited photos were a thing then too, but usually you could stay clear of that by the chat room that you decided to enter. I didn't have any photos of myself, and this was back when you had to take a digital photo and upload it from your camera. Plus, I was 13 and self-conscious, which I'm sure anyone can relate with. But one day, a guy popped up on my screen, wanting to chat. It went fine at first. I was very naive back then, and we quickly fell into a pattern of talking. His name was Dave, and he lived in California. Eventually, our near-daily interactions led to him sharing a lot about his life, what goes on in his mind, and that apparently, he loved me. But the problem was, he was 19. This of course went with pressing me for pictures of myself. Now, I wasn't proud of this at first, but being 13, I just sent some pictures of some random girl I found on the internet and said that it was me. He said that he instantly fell for me, telling me age is just a number and how mature I was by his own approximation. Now at this point, he did not live in state, so there was never any chance of us meeting. But in time, he told me that he and his mom were moving up to a city that was about an hour and a half away from me. He began begging me to see him and go to a movie, or go to the fair, or anything. I had to break the catfishing truth and say those pictures were not of me, but of someone else. I'd be lying if I said that he wasn't furious at that. He had been looking forward to a different type of child this whole time. Dave forgave me a few days later though, saying, I still want to meet you, because I love you. All the things you would say to a young girl to get her to swoon. I think back and I'm like, wow, I was 13. So I told my best friend everything I just explained, and that I wanted her to go with me to meet him. There was this whole plan about him driving to see me, and going to the movies to finally meet this person who had conditioned me to think that he was the love of my life. Looking back at this as an adult, I believe I had been brainwashed into believing that this was actually normal. I didn't tell my mom, of course, and honestly, she didn't notice any of it was going on to begin with. So the day my friend and I were going to meet up with Dave, her mom came and picked us both up from school. She turned around and faced me when we got in the car and said something that made my stomach drop into nothingness. She said, Chrissy, you are not going to the movies. You're not going to meet that man. You're going to end up seriously hurt or kidnapped, and I am not going to allow that to happen. I cried and cried because I honestly thought I could handle everything and be fine. She told me she wasn't going to tell my mom, but I had to promise to never speak to that man again and never plan to meet a stranger online. He ended up showing up and was upset that I wasn't there. He went on aim flying off the handle like I hadn't seen at that age. It really scared me. While his words were frightening, what frightened me even more was thinking that I almost willingly put myself in this person's vicinity had I not been intercepted by my friend's mom. I held up my promise, and I never talked to Dave again, but I easily believe I would have been kidnapped, or worse, that evening if my best friend's mom hadn't stepped in the way she did. My mom would have been none the wiser, because I was none the wiser. 
Now that we're more than 20 years away from this experience, I'm still thankful that I learned that dire lesson when I did. The internet is a scary place, and it's best to stay out of chat rooms. Last year, my fiancé and my mother passed away, one right after the other. After they died, I obviously fell into a deep depression. Though I thought I was pulling off the whole I'm fine thing, my friends could clearly see through it. A close friend almost demanded I move in with her and get out of the apartment I shared with my fiancé for 10 years. She wanted me to start fresh, and while I didn't think I was ready to move on, the idea of not living alone was appealing. Plus, her apartment is in a much nicer neighborhood than the one I was currently living in. So I agreed. Living with her has been fantastic. Our schedules are opposite. Me on days, her on nights. So we both get alone time, but we also have at least one day a week off together so we get to hang out. Moving has also allowed me to be able to walk to work, as it's so close. I thought that would be a godsend, until my 10-minute walk caused a two-month-long nightmare. I decided to sit in the park that's between my apartment and my job one evening after work. As I'm sitting there, a man approached me. I saw his face first. He was almost handsome, if not a little rough-looking. Even though I live in an urban area with a high homeless population, it didn't occur to me that this man was anything but a mildly handsome 40-something-year-old guy. So I smiled and looked back down at my phone, expecting him to just walk on by. Nope. He asked me what time it was. When I looked up to tell him, I noticed all the stuff he was carrying. It was so random. A kid's chalkboard with nonsense all over it, a paper bag full of old magazines and paperwork, and a steel shelf that at one point would have held CDs. I then noticed he wasn't wearing shoes, and his hands were filthy. Needless to say, it finally dawned on me that this was not going to be a normal encounter. He started talking nonstop. Some of it nonsense, but some coherent. All of it was crazy, though. Of the parts I could follow, he told me he had just been released from prison, and he was looking for a tattoo shop because he wanted to get the DOC, Department of Corrections, and the number 34, the number of DOC infractions he had while locked up, tattooed on him, and he wanted the DOC to pay for it. He then noticed a button I had on my bag, that had the logo for a local gay bar on it. He told me he had gone there one night and went home with a guy. Then he looked me up and down and said, but young ladies are my problem. At this point, I decided it best to gather my stuff and leave immediately. Now, I love this apartment, but it has its drawbacks, which became glaringly obvious after this encounter. The apartment is on the first floor. I love it because you can walk out the sliding glass doors, one in the living room, and one in my bedroom, right onto an awesome gated patio that has tables and grills for barbecuing, so it's awesome in the summer. I now hate it because it's right on the street level and the fencing is clearly very easy to scale. One very early morning, around 4.30 a.m., I hear a man scream, what the fuck are you doing? So loud and so close it woke me up from a dead sleep and I legitimately thought it was coming from inside my bedroom. As it turned out, it was coming from outside. A neighbor had been leaving for work and discovered a man, that same man from the park, 
sleeping against my sliding glass door. The dude got scared and ran off. My neighbor checked up on me, and once I calmed down, I chalked it up to a f***ed up coincidence. Two weeks later, though, I was sleeping, and at some point, this man came onto the patio and was now tapping on my sliding glass door. I laid there, frozen in fear, until he escalated to full-blown kicking the glass. I turned the light on to grab my phone, and that's when he took off. I called the police, and they came over to take the report and to look at the footage from the cameras inside the building. The footage confirmed it was the man from the park. And more disturbingly, the footage from the hallway camera showed that on more than one occasion, he had slipped in the building behind a resident and sat in the lobby for several hours. At one point, going down the hallway and trying my doorknob in addition to the neighbor's doorknob to see if they were locked. He even went so far as to hide in the little mailbox room when he saw my roommate coming in from work. The police think he either followed me from the park or had just happened to notice me at one point when I was on the patio. It's been a few weeks now and I haven't seen him and no one has reported seeing him in or around the building. My roommate bought me a canister of pepper spray and my kind of kooky, albeit very well-meaning neighbor has made it very clear that he's retired military and a bit of a gun nut and he checks up on me nightly. So I'm not as freaked out as I could be, but still, crazy guy from the park, let's make it a point to not meet ever again. <laughs>